I'm trying to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'ma feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. yeah. Now, now welcome to, to the podcast. podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda, Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. What up? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Episode 19. 19. Oh, One more and we'll be at 20. Yeah, that's how math works. That's how numbers <laughs> work, folks. Going to teach our kids that. Anyways, this is the Trying to Parent podcast. We are Amanda and Sean King. That is us. Hope y'all already knew that. And it is March, the last match of 20. The last match. The last match. The last Sunday of March Okay. 2023. It's 26. Really, <laughs> really stumbled over that one. That's okay. Anyways. It's fairly late. Welcome to the show. It is Monday, March. It's Sunday. God. When you, you know, listen, it will be Monday. It'll be Monday. I knew that was for a reason. So I hope you have a lovely Monday whenever you're listening to this, if you listen when it drops. Yes. Or if you listen on Thursday, hope you had a good Monday. <laughs> Anyways, we had a good day. Um, yeah. What should we start out with? Want to hit them with the normal social stuff? Yeah, sure. Take it away, my friend. I More am than your my lover. <laughs> Take it away. Lovers and friends. Lover. Okay, Luda. Uh, yep, go, <laughs> go ahead and, um, you know, you know where to find us. If you don't, here you go. Trying the number two parent. That's where you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And then on YouTube, because um, we are now recording weekly. It's trying space the number two space parent. And then our Gmail is trying the number two parent podcast at gmail.com. You know, I really fucked up and didn't play this. Let's get social. Social. So you're calling me a friend. Relax, my friend. <laughs> my friend, my friend, relax. <laughs> Oops. Um, you are my wife. Yes. And my friend. Mm. And just like Luda said, lovers and friends, you are correct. Dude. Let's get social. Uh, the other thing that you guys need to do is. Crazy. 360-450-5008. Call us. Yeah, text us. Uh, respond. I'm going to ask um, a question on the podcast when we're talking about the parent test show towards the end of our episode um, that I really want your guys' feedback on. So go ahead and text your responses to that number. Um, or if you're lazy, you can just text us individually. But we would prefer if you text the podcast number. Yeah, text the podcast number. <laughs> um, you know, if you don't text the podcast number, send it in a Instagram message or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's what the number is for. Okay, so been a pretty solid week yeah i feel like this week was pretty easy yeah nothing like, I don't know, crazy happened nothing too crazy uh the internet people have just been fucking, fucking us still fucking it's really killing my vibe and i'm pretty sure they're in cahoots with the people over at the bank because <laughs> bank people still haven't gotten back to us either where you at those fuckers what are we doing no one's in a hurry to do anything out here i can tell you that these poop people these people move at a, yeah, these poopy people, uh, <laughs> they don't care. They just move at a slow rate. And I'm over here like, come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Hurry show up. Show me that you like me. Show me that you like they me. At least like show us. me that you respect me a little bit. Yeah, it's taken not. forever. Yeah. I feel uh, bad for our real estate dude because I'm like constantly bugging him like, hey, can you call the internet people? Can you call the internet people? He called them. He went to their office. He's texting with one of the technicians. They're all telling him different things. So the, the horizon does not look that bright for us right now, which completely sucks because I am almost 
not able to properly work in my office. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a, a bit frustrating. It's doable because if you guys are unaware, all the buildings here are cement. <laughs> yeah, they're just cinder blocks. And uh, sound travels very well through cement, especially if you're doing sound into the wall. Certain certain sounds. Yeah, like because people walking in heels, you can hear forever mm -hmm. but you can't really hear vibrational the sounds yeah yeah you can hear but you know ones that like you said whenever you're making calls or whatever i can never hear you yeah so that's i cool. can kind of hear you in the hall but that's doors because i have a strong voice yes, you have a strong with that being said the reason you brought that up is the internet does not travel well through the walls and our router, as is, only has 60 megabytes, and it's a very basic router. Um, Super basic. So I have the extensions in my office, and those seem to be working. However, th the cell service is really terrible. And then also in my office, I am unable to really do video calls successfully, so I constantly have to move into the dining table. For okay, well, you, you just uh, let me have it. Yeah. That's what we've been telling the internet people. Just let me have the internet. Yeah, I'm let trying to fucking it. pay you, bro. Yep. Come on. Come on. So, you know, one of those cool things about living in Mexico is uh, people decide if they want to do business with you or not. Yeah. They, uh, or if they even do decide. We had an appointment set up and they're like. This didn't show up. Sorry, man. <laughs> no heads up. This didn't show up at hey, all. Gringos. Not for you. No oh, internet for you. No soup for you. So that's cool. Um, we're also still not pregnant, which, you know, uh, still doing it, but it'll come. Well, you know, it's still in the the two-week wait, as they call it. Oh, so. so we could be pregnant. We could. Because we did it. Because we did do it. And that's how you get pregnant, <laughs> is what I've been told. So that's what we're doing. Yes. Um, let's see here. Oh, although we are still potentially not pregnant... I want to thank everybody for all the support that they oh, yes. gave Amanda on her social media post because apparently a lot of people that we know don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so nobody knew that we had gotten pregnant and then lost it, lost the baby and had all that crazy stuff with my blood. Yep. Um, so, yeah, thanks for those who did or are, you know, listening to our podcast. And then I was like, I was talking to one of my friends that's coming out here for a wedding and. Um, she was like, oh, what's going on with the podcast, you know, because you guys aren't pregnant yet. And I was like, well, we decided to, you know, release that episodes anyways, just kind of talking about the journey, you know, we'll get pregnant again. She's like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking never told anyone that we were pregnant and we lost it. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know, I just don't think of, not to say I don't think about it anymore, but I'm just like, nah, 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 just like trying again. And I just didn't really let people know i guess we let our very few close friends and family know but besides that like i haven't told anyone yet so um yeah i, mean, I made that post like oh shit my bad guys you don't even know <laughs> i also don't feel like it's one of those things where you're like hey what's up everybody i lost my baby like yeah you're just not like going around and telling people yeah and i felt you know it, honestly i felt a little weird about posting it in general um but it's also kind of the thing with this podcast is I'm normally like, I don't talk, I don't share mm -hmm. things like that, especially not on social media. So, um, this podcast is just kind of a different thing for me in general. Like I would never do this on my own. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, okay, she well, wouldn't, I've, I've made her do <laughs> 10 different types of podcasts. <laughs> So. I'm just like, here we go. This is what makes them happy. So I'll, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What makes me happy? <laughs> Talking to my wife. Having a good time. This is the things that make me happy. What a shit husband. <laughs> God. What that being said. She's like, every week you want to sit down with me and have conversations and talk to me During about things. Time. Oh. Gets late. Nina's usually not in the room because she's destructive and knocks everything over. Yeah, there's too many. Words. Why you always want to talk to me, dude? Yeah. So yeah, I feel you. I feel your pain. So posting that was not like I don't want people to feel sorry for me. It was more of an informational thing, like our this happened, so our podcast like isn't aimed at this anymore. So I wasn't trying like 
I don't want people to think like, oh my god, poor Amanda. Like, I'm like, yeah. I got this blood thing going on. That was. I'm more concerned about my antibody than the fact that we lost the baby. Like that. But it shit seems happened. like a lot of people reached out and were like, oh, I have similar blood issues. Because yeah. when we were talking about this, I'm like, there's no fucking way that you're the only person that's dealing with this and that is trying to have a baby. Yeah. There's seven, eight billion people in the world. Half of them are chicks. Yeah, there's got to be like, other people with the antibody E. You're ISO. really special to me, but you're not that special <laughs> not to the, other people. <laughs> it's not the negative blood that's the issue. It's the antibody that's the issue. So I was hoping if I shared that, maybe someone would be like, oh, I also have that antibody. But people were like, I also have negative blood, which makes me feel a little bit better. It's not exactly the same situation. Yeah, but same thing. anyways, it was, I wasn't going to share that but the fact that we have the podcast and it's out in the open anyways i figured i might as well let the peeps know yeah because now it's just a thing of the past and the fact that you want to give a little direction in why you know we're doing a parenting podcast without being parents yeah it's like hey listen we're trying to be parents we're just going through these hurdles and different things but if you want to listen to our daily lives about Mexico, you could still tune in. Yeah, luckily <laughs> we moved to another country, which not a lot of people do, so mm. we're still somewhat interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's still interesting things going on. Like today, we went to the beach, and it was kind of choppy. Um, also, ladies' tits popped out. Oh, not yeah. a lady that you would want to see your tits pop out, but I, she I got, got rocked by a little wave. I got blasted and you didn't even see. I, I, I stood up and I was like, my top on. And then I was just like, oh man. And then the, the, the salt water is burning my ass because it rocked me and I was rolling. It's so funny to watch people in the water who are getting like rocked by the waves and mostly chicks that are like so concerned about their tops. It's like, if you're going to go to the beach, Granted, last time we went, it was very so calm. calm. It was perfectly calm. Yeah. And this time, whatever. I mean, it was very windy. We so very windy, windy. So a lot of waves. Decent for body surfing. But yeah, you just see people out there getting rocked and stuff. You're like, oh, I man. need more. Need more swimsuits. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to make this push that she's like, well, I thought we were going to get pregnant and I wasn't going to fit my swimsuits anymore. So I got rid of them all. I and did. now. I need more swimsuits. I only have two bikinis and I live in Mexico. Really? Do you really have two bikinis? Yes. Folks, I'm going to fact check this afterwards. I'll let you guys know. I have. Because I have like eight I swim have shorts two, bottoms. I have three full one piece. I have three one pieces and two bikinis. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well. And one of my uh full one pieces is not beach it's not wave friendly I'll say well that. it's normal size it's not wave friendly is it normal size swimsuit yeah it's but just it's, the tits are just very open okay so the hole the gaping hole is that that big yes what about that guy one of the cool <laughs> things about living in some sort of apartment type complex is tend to live around very interesting people the guy that sneezes we have nicknames for people now <laughs> guy that sneezes is unbelievable guaranteed 10 sneezes when he goes for and it it's so loud i feel like he sneezes into the hallway <laughs> because it just booms down the hallway i think that's the, our music people too they always have their windows open he's like hacham hacham you're like, wait, wait. He stopped hours. for a second and he's like, achow, achow. You're like, oh my <laughs> God, dude. We literally, I think we counted like nine last time. You should legit look into some Benadryl or something. Something's yeah. got to be going on with you. We have the sneezy, we have the shirtless guy. Shirtless guy, yep. Um, the dogs upstairs yep, are the seagull dogs. Seagull dogs. There's like five little dogs, and when they all get going, they sound like a flock of seagulls. <laughs> There's ugly a chubby dogs kid. Too. Yep, the little chubby kid that chokes the shit out of his dog when he walks it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You get much more into people when you don't live in a home anymore, like a standalone house, and you see people on a yeah. normal basis. I haven't lived in an apartment since 2010. Gosh, yeah. 2009. It's been... I guess I kind of lived in a townhome with Connor yeah. before Asia. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, a guy that sneezes. 
Amanda's going to be trying out this liquid injection thing. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. I'm going to try and, uh, you know, while we're here where certain body treatments are more affordable, I'm going to be trying something for this little pooch that I am self-conscious about. And everybody's got a little <clears> pooch. <throat> I have a little pooch. So if it goes well, I'm going to be trying it as well. Because it's only, I mean, it's very affordable. Um, but it's based out of Madrid. So a lot of the information that I'm finding is in Spanish. Good thing we're learning. Um, yeah. But so far, although before and afters I've seen look fucking fantastic. And you only have to do it like three times. Um, so oh, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can... I can, I guess I can ask if I can record him doing it or something. You're like, hey, I have a podcast. Can I put this on my podcast? Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about this because I never heard of it before. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see if it hurts. I don't want to look, so I won't look at the video until after it's oh, already done. Yeah, that done was like when we did the LASIK. They're like, do you want to watch the video? Like, do you want to watch her get her eyes? sliced i'm like <laughs> what are you crazy i don't want to watch that you're like i don't even want to be here to look i'm just yeah. being a good boyfriend i like when they did it and they're like you're gonna smell a little burning smell i'm like oh, oh my i held my gosh breath. fucking that's my eye burning that i'm smelling i held my breath i was like i don't want to smell i don't want to like Anyways, super yeah. worth it so happy i did it yeah um last thing before we get into the parenting stuff we officially booked our trip to Colombia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to write something down real quick. All right. So we booked our trip to Colombia. So we're flying to Medellin. And the idea is that, you know, we're kind of looking at other places we may want to potentially move down the road. I had talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But we want to go further into South America after Mexico. Because, again, you're kind of still dealing with the same time, time zones. zones. So we've heard great things about Medellin. Heard fantastic things. And, you know, its nickname is Eternal Spring. Mm-hmm. So it's usually very nice weather there. Um, so the goal is go Pop fly, out a baby check it out, yeah, oh, and long-term. see if that's, you know, where we want to go after this. So we're going to go check it out. Yeah, and, you know, my kind of my, my biggest reservation was about traveling because we don't really know that many people here granted our friends that we drove down here with have two dogs so i wouldn't feel comfortable leaving nina with them just because we haven't nina hasn't seen that dog since we've been here and their other dog is a puppy and i don't i don't know anyways um so i was looking at dog sitting and Mm, it is so affordable to have someone because i want like, I, I want someone to come here, like come here to our house. So that way Nina is in her comfort zone because mm-hmm. she is, you know, loves her. Yeah. I mean, we don't comfort. want her like sleeping alone at night. For yeah. Too long. And or granted, just we're only sleeping be at, gone for a couple of days. Yeah. Four, four nights. Yeah. I think we're going, we're going Tuesday through Saturday. So I found a couple different um, pet sitting companies that people have recommended on the Facebook groups. And there's a, a mother son duo and they're not allowed to have pets in their apartment. So she has her own pet sitting gig and she's like, I'll stay at your house. Like I'll house it, pet sit. My son and I will both be there. And he's how old again? 15. 15. 11 or 15. I think 11 you said. I think, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And they're from a different country. You mentioned that. Yeah. They're Scottish or Swedish. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. One of those. Super nice lady. But anyway, so um, it's only 500 pesos for her to spend basically 24 hours here. Which is like $26. Like $26 a day for someone to be here all the time. And that was a big concern for us when we were coming down here. Because we're like, all right, well, we definitely want to keep going places. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're going to have to make some good friends with people so that they can watch Nina. And again, they can't really have dogs because we want to make sure that, you know, it's not a problem with her. So having found somebody like this that... So hopefully it's going to be good that we can trust. She had great reviews, super affordable. I mean, we're going to pay a hundred dollars for the time that we're gone. I know what people charge for me. My mom runs a pet sitting business in the States. She's run it for a long time. 
And granted, she's really good at what she does and all of this stuff. But I know what people charge for that type of service. You can and pay I like know what people are willing to pay because they love their animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I get that. But uh, yeah. Super cool. So she's going to come over next week to meet us, see, you know, meet Nina. And then they're going to come over again before we leave so that way Nina can see them again. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously they'll be coming in, in here while we're gone. So um, yeah, super excited about that. I'm like okay, great. We can start traveling again because it, you know, we're in this prime location to hop to all these islands or yeah, go to different go cities to within Mexico. Aruba, Aruba. <laughs> like Mexico City or like Puerto Vallarta, Puerto Escondido. Like, Belize, all uh, these yeah. places that are close. Yeah, so to Honduras. have somebody that's so affordable, I'm I'm stoked. Yep. I'm stoked. I hope, so. we're, I hope we like her because... Alrighty, well, it's time to get into more of the parenting stuff, so Word. it's time for Don't be a hater, I think I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for highs and lows. So um Hi. Would you like to start? Do you have highs and lows? I do have highs and lows. I mean, I expect you to have highs yeah. and lows as part, part of the show. <laughs> but d- would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I would say my high is um, getting, uh, you know, the pet sitting thing figured out. Um, but something that was kind of cool is I've had so many points on my credit card that our trip to Columbia for the both of us and our hotel was completely paid by points. Shout out to Capital One Venture Card, Double Miles. Oh, yeah. It was, I had 65,000 miles on there and I still have like 23,000 left. So the the tickets themselves weren't that expensive. But we're not, the only thing we're coming out of pocket for is Nina. So it's 100 bucks. So that's pretty sick. Um, My low, I would say this week I have been in a funk. I'm just not in a good mood. I haven't been that productive at work. I just kind of, I don't know, having a little pity party this week. And Mm. I don't really know why. Hopefully it's because, I don't know, I wouldn't have been pregnant this soon because I just barely ovulated. So, I don't know. What's up, fool? Yeah. What's up, fool? What's going (laughs) on? Just mm-hmm. enough funk, but, mm. and those fucking internet people are just pissing me off. It's making it hard to work, and that is, I think, a f- like, frustrating. Well, you've still been a good wife. Thank you. So. Thanks, baby. And then we went out to dinner with our friends. Yes, we went out to dinner with our a friends. really dope burger spot. Yeah, I went to a cool burger spot, had a great burger, and then like, Hi. did this cool little, there was a market yeah. out there. We did it on Friday, so, you know, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Love doing new shit with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my highs would also continue to be March Madness has been great. I upset, mean, upset. Yeah, there have been some crazy games. Uh, a number nine seed, Florida Atlantic University. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in like Boca Raton, Florida. Um, made it to the final four. So, wild. Yeah. Well, I think there's some games on right now, but so that's been cool because, you know, my history is basketball, basketball, basketball. I love basketball. Also started working with some more people specifically in my business, working on IULs, Mm -hmm. people that are looking for IULs, um, index universal life policies, which is what I put in place for myself. And I'm always talking about on my social media. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. It's been great to talk to people who have that kind of forward thought that are like, hey, I'm trying to set up retirement. I want to set up something where I can put money in and take it out tax-free to use for my business, Mm -hmm. like all of these different things. So it's really cool to just be talking to people that have that mindset. And have done a little research. Mm -hmm. Like they know what they want. and Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. On the flip side, my low would be talking to people in my business who I know should get coverage and just don't yeah. for whatever reason. Like they get bummed out that, you know, 
whatever it may be. They had some health problems and they can't qualify for as much as they maybe thought they were going to qualify for. So they decide, you know what? I'm just not going to get coverage. And it's like, that defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Just because you can't get as much as you want doesn't mean that you can't protect your family and the people you care about. So anytime that happens, it, you know, hurts my heart. Oh, there's some <coughs> nice dogs. Yeah, I know. Do- I know dogs. that you, um, you tend to t- like it stays I with take you. It personal. Yeah. Not that they don't want me to help them, but I take it personal that, like, man, you're doing yeah. your family a disservice here by not like, don't let, don't take it personal that you can't get as much as you want, or maybe you can't get the exact type of coverage that you want. Because having something is always better than having nothing. Yeah, the goal was to protect those people yeah. that you love most. And I think that works in very in line with what we're doing here with the Trying to Parent podcast. Like a big focus is making the best life possible for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're doing and what we're learning and what we're teaching with people and sharing and helping other people with is a big way to do that. I mean, you and I both know that as soon as that period comes out that we have a baby and we can put something in place for them like an IUL to have protection for the rest of their life and everything, just like I did for my sister's kids. It's, it's fantastic. It doesn't even make sense. Change it. If only our parents had done something like that for us, our lives would be literal generational (laughs) wealth. I mean, it will start with us. So it will. Every family member from here on out will have a picture of Sean and Amanda King (laughs) In their house, hey, and they will, yep, they will praise <laughs> us like they praise Jesus because <laughs> we set them free financially. Okay. So that's cool. Um, oh, here we go. Next is going to be <laughs> from the entire Channel 4 news team. I'm Veronica Corningstone, and I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. All right, San Diego. So uh, because we'll be talking about the parent test here, mm-hmm. I told you I had found a article that kind of relates to the parent test. So the name of the article is, Did Helicopter Parents Cause the Mental Health Crisis in Today's Young? Oh. So, oh, look at that. This shit came out on my birthday, oh, March shit. 13th this year. Nice. Says kids and teens are struggling with their mental health in America, and one new report suggests the overinvolvement of parents may be partly to blame. So kids don't get to roam anymore. They've lost time for free play and risk taking amid parents' fears about the dangers of world, of the world. While people think the lack of independence and the growth in mental issues is new, it's been a lot more gradual. Um, a professor, a professor in the psychology department at Florida Atlantic University. Oh, shut up, Florida really? Atlantic, showing Just, up everywhere yeah, here, popping up. Boca Raton um, said it's really not a new phenomenon; it's a growing one, and it's been growing for decades. The trend emerged in the late 1960s and really accelerated in the 80s. Uh, some eventually dubbed the trend helicopter parenting. Adults were well-intentioned in wanting to protect children, according to the paper, but this has deprived kids from the independence they need for mental health. And now, young people are experiencing high levels of anxiety, depression, and suicidal uh, ideation. Yeah. Idea. Ideology. Ideation. Basically. (laughs) Reading is my strongest (laughs) suit. Uh, In 2021, the American uh, Academic of Pediatrics, the American Academic of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, and the Children's Hospital Association issued a joint statement to the White House that child and adolescent mental health can be declared a national emergency. Yikes. Last month, the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention reported that the results of a 2021 survey found that 57% of teen girls felt persistently sad or hopeless. Those numbers are double the number of teen boys experiencing sadness or hopelessness. School pressures play a role. Too much schoolwork is a part of this mental health decline, according to an article published online recently uh, in the Journal of Pediatrics. The school year increased by an average of five weeks between 1950 and 2010, and homework is common even for small kids. Recess, meanwhile, averaged just 26.9 minutes, 
in a school day in 2014. Yet another challenge to youngsters' mental health, intense pressure to achieve at an early age, especially in middle-class families planning on college, having opportunities for independent play and self-directed activities and being able to contribute to their families helps children feel trusted, responsible, and capable. Play is important and the concept that people find and that's a concept that people find hard to believe. Play is by definition not serious, he said. Yet scholars who study play believe it plays a really important part in children's healthy development, social development, mental development, emotional development, and it's been taken for granted for us far too long. Wow. I could keep going. It's a very interesting article. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely very interested in that. It's in the US news. You could basically <coughs> just Google did helicopter parents cause the mental health crisis in today's young? Um, like I said, it's in the U.S. news. So this brings me to a point that just kind of uh, sparked my mind. You were mentioning to me that Finland is running a a competition or... Yeah, sorry that I heard like banging going on. Yeah, um, yeah there's dogs who are fucking crazy. So Finland has been rated as the like the happiest country and there was something on like the shade room because I'm ghetto and I follow them on Instagram. Um, (laughs) that it was something along the lines of they're giving away 10 free trips. Um, I did not look into how to qualify. I need to find that. Um, but it's basically like a four day session or something like that about, um, basically how to be happier. It was grouped in a couple different categories. Like the first day will be like mindfulness and like, you know, kind of what you put in your body and how that affects your mindset. And then the next day will be like learning about, I don't know, meditation and, um, setting self boundaries or, you know, just kind of stuff like that, that can focus into your, your mental health. Um, the comments were just wild from black people. Like, I ain't going to fucking Europe. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Damn, homie, all right. I know. Um, but yeah, so, and I absolutely loved Helsinki when yeah, we were we there everyone was just so nice um but yeah in that's kind of an interesting segue into the parent test real quick before you talk about yeah, that the funny yeah. thing about Finland is they their kids don't start school until seven oh, when wow. do kids start school out here preschool or kindergarten preschool is like three or four yeah so I think first grade is like five up until six. then their kids are playing they're just playing Mm. And they're obviously in a country where a lot more people are trustworthy. Yeah, it's very safe there. And so, you know, that's why we were so big on thinking about like moving out of the country and moving these places. Because when we grew up, I don't know so much about your parents because you did some suspect things. I actually had, when I was younger, a lot of free time to go play. As long as I came back when I was supposed to, I was running around the neighborhood. Yeah, so... As kids, we could just go outside and mm-hmm. do shit. Like and go play in the park. or Now with these helicopter parents, it's like, I have to be where you're at at all times. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that as an exaggeration. There's parents that are like, I got to be going where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, luckily th- my parents were not like that. Yeah. I had a lot so. of freedom to, and uh, the perspective, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... I was able to just like, hey, I'm going to go to so-and-so's house across the street. And they wouldn't even like check to see if that's where I was actually going. I was going there 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a big thing of that, and they talk about this in the parent test yeah. and some of the later episodes, is having certain conversations with your kids and building that trust and letting them know. Like my dad would always tell me, even you know, as I got older and he knew I was starting to drink when I was underage, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, if you're ever at a party and you're drinking... Don't drive. If you need me to come pick you up, doesn't matter how late it is. Don't get in a car. If you've been drinking and don't get in a car with somebody else that's been drinking, I'll come and pick you up. Yeah. And so you build that trust with your parents, knowing that like, hey, they just don't want me to be stupid. They know I'm going to do things that I probably shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. at my age. But I know that if I get myself into some, you know, a tight spot that I can call them instead of doing something dumb. Yeah. And the same thing with the freedom to go out as a young kid. You just teach your kids that, that they're like, hey, the stranger thing, all of these things, there has to be strict rules for those type of things. Yeah. But then with those strict rules, I'm going to give you a lot of rope 
to go ahead and, you know, do the things you want to do. I think, um, and even watching the parent test, um, I, I think it, it really kind of m- makes me think about kind of the parenting style that I hope that we have. So like if you're constantly like, even with a high achievement family and, um, not necessarily the strict family, but, um, the, the intensive, the, the black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So him, the intensive, the helicopter, they're always there telling their kids what to do. And I think it's really hindering the children, the ability to think creatively and for themselves, because they're, they're constantly being told what to do. They have never really had the time to come up with something to do themselves or even a time to be bored. Cause you also have to learn to be bored and to be okay mm-hmm. with being bored. And I feel like if you're constantly there, you're not allowing your children to one, be bored because that's, I, I think that's something that's fair. I can literally say by myself yeah. for hours. When you're and alone like, with your <laughs> thoughts, like that's when things that maybe you're uncomfortable with start to come out. So if you don't ever have time where you're able to sit alone with yourself and be good just with you and the stuff that are going, stuff that's going on in your head. I'm just a blank space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think about things that I sit. I just Look like who's talking. <laughs> I'll sit in the car and she's like, I have to have music on. I'm like, I can just drive like and be like thinking you're like, oh, my God, I got to have some stuff going on. Yeah. I, I do love music and, in, the, in the car. Mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm, love music in the car. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like I feel like when I'm just by myself, I can sit in silence. But if I'm with someone else, like I don't want to hear you breathe or make mouth sounds or like <laughs> I need some kind of distraction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking kill you. All right. Anyways, <laughs> so. Yeah, I thought that was a super interesting article. Very and, interesting. You know, you should again, post um, post a link to that. Yeah, I definitely will. Okay. Uh, so, I think it's time for a little ask the listeners. Mm. Um, time to ask the listeners. I don't think I have a drop for that, but that's okay. So, I did a question for asking the listeners, and this was uh, pertinent to some of the things that we just spoke about um, as far as having a baby and how long it took for people to have oh. a child. And so the question was, um, how long did it take you to have your first baby after you started trying? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've been trying for a while. We're coming up on that. I don't know if you would consider, I guess, getting pregnant and then not having the baby is still not having a baby. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people go through that. So the options I gave people were less than six months, six months to a year, over a year, and more than two years. So right now we would fall into that over Over a a year year category Mm -hmm. if we had a baby soon. But uh, there was a nice little chunk of people that voted. And it looks like about 50% said less than six months. Uh, 17% said six months to a year. Nobody's voted for over a year, but 33% voted for more than two years. Wow. So. Wow. So it either happened or it didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So it seems like it's either right away or it tends to take longer, which doesn't exactly work in our favor. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we'll be the ones that vote on that. And But so a lot of the feedback that I did, well, not a lot, but some of the feedback that I got after the post um, on Facebook was, oh, a lot of people got pregnant actually right out, like fairly quick after having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I don't know if it's actually a thing that you are more fertile. I don't know if there's any science behind that, but maybe it's just I your mean, body. I the doctor saying that. Yeah. But she was like, you know, you can. Um, but there's definitely a lot of women on my posts that were like, I miscarried. And then like within a couple months I was pregnant again. So, um, maybe you just have to show your body how to do it the first time. And then it's like, hmm. yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I know one of our big concerns was, Hey, can we get pregnant? Mm-hmm. So that and concern I'm, was kind of out. The I'm window. still taking Vitex. I'm still taking my prenatal. I'm taking vitamin B6, vitamin E, vitamin C. I ran out of in inositol or whatever that shit is. Um, but I'm still taking all that stuff. So, hmm. yeah, crossing fingers. We'll get there. We will get there. 
Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to... It's time for that super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. Super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. We are finding ourselves in the Polynesian Islands. So, uh, in the Polynesian Islands... I love Polynesian salsa Chick-fil-A. Mm, I'm sure that's where they get it from. Sweet ketchup. In the Polynesian Islands, children take care of children. Excuse me. Who takes care of me? <coughs> Thank you. Sorry, guys. Uh, we're not talking... You know, any old brother, babysitting little sister type of thing here. We're talking organized kid collective. Adults take the lead in caring for babies in Polynesia. But as soon as a child can walk, he or she is turned over to the care of other children. Preschool age children learn to calm babies. I always think of that girl doing the dance, the little like Hawaiian looking girl who does like the <laughs> this little dance. It's a gif. Ah, love it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, as soon as a child can walk, he or she is turned over to the care of other children. Preschool-aged children learn to calm babies, and toddlers become self-reliant because they were taught that was the only way they could hang out with the big kids. So, <laughs> You want to hang out with the kids? You need to act like a big kid. Take I, care of yourself. I could just imagine, like, Sophia, my niece, like, being in charge of taking care of Alexi now that he can walk. <laughs> like, she just turned four. He's going to be two in October. And mm -hmm. it's like, all right, this is your responsibility oh now. Gosh, nope. Start taking care of him. It's I like, don't picture that going well at that all. That baby's <laughs> not making it. <laughs> Plus, if he fell down or something, she couldn't pick him up because he's huge. <laughs> he is huge. So, that's, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. But Wow, that's a lot of trust. It is. Build a lot of, uh, like you said, trust at a young age, but a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. that, you know, you feel a lot of independence mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And again, things that we're not doing in the U.S. And we mm. have this big number of people that are feeling like they're worthless and yeah. helpless. And, you know, it's always interested. That's what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Bring you some different outlooks from around the world on yeah, successful definitely. ways that people are creating good people and, you know, successful, happy people. Happy, happy successful people. Well, I think it is time for... What's up? What's up? All right, 90s. Looks like you're taking it over. Yeah. Um, you guys remember that old TV show? It used to be on when Friends was on, like at the same time. Like it was just constantly always on. It's like Friends. Um, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. I don't know the song, but I know it had Jessica Biel in it. And yeah, that's where she, she was got her start. Yeah, she was like an older sister or yeah. something. Um, Seventh Heavens was fantastic. I mean, I mostly it. because of Jessica Biel. But yeah. still, I watched it all the time. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. no, I never watched it. I just remember scrolling past it to get to Friends. <laughs> I can't say anything about that being white because <laughs> I'm pretty sure no white. other black people watch a show called Seventh Heaven. No. It was a classic. Again, uh. Jessica Biel is fine in her younger days. I can't recall who else was in it because she was a standout. But hmm. Wasn't it some young dude with like a part in his hair or something? Yeah, somebody like, you know, Sean from uh, Boy Meets World or oh, something, yeah, like that. something like that. Well, let me check the cast real quick. Um, and then something else that I thought of from back in a day. Um, remember like elementary and middle school, they would you'd have random people that would come to your school. <clears throat> you guys would have assemblies and there would be like the yo-yo people or the yo-yo guys would always come. This was in elementary, obviously <clears throat> come and do their wicked sweet tricks. And you're like, this yo-yo lights up. It fucking <clears throat> made whistle noises and shit. Like you're like, now I've got to be the yo-yo guy. Like I've got to get a yo-yo. <laughs> this guy is obviously pulling all the chicks. 
he's probably a fourth grader and he's getting sixth grade chicks, maybe seventh grade chicks for sure with these yo-yo skills. Mm-hmm. I remember the bumblebee, um, rock the cradle oh. was a big like a walk the dog, walk the dog. Yeah. I remember having I multiple yo-yos. Keith had I'm really yo-yos. fucking myself up with them too. Cause she'd <laughs> do like these crazy tricks. You're like, she just like, just <laughs> smash it. you like, if I throw it out, it's supposed to come back to me. And no, just no. yeah. Fall down. Um, did you look up the cast? Yeah, so okay. it had uh, Stephen Collins, who is very famous, um, very famous dad. He's in so many things. Oh, okay. Mostly wow. He's, I, in, he's in everything. I mean, yeah. he's literally in everything. Uh, Beverly Mitchell, I don't know who that is. Mackenzie Roseman. There's Jessica Beale. David Gallagher. That name sounds familiar. Barry Watson. A bunch of people that don't really matter, but Jessica Biel was the most important. And oh, of course. obviously Stephen Collins. Stephen Collins was in yeah. Star Trek. He's in... Jeez, Star Trek. God. The originals? Maybe. He's pretty old. <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. Oh, man. He was in that new show, Dune, Oh, that we watched. It was kind of a movie. I don't huh. know. But anyways, yeah, Seventh Heaven Classic. Also, Yo-Yo Guy Classic. Um, to go along with that, the people that came to your school that did the jump roping thing, they were like, hey, we're going to be active, like jump rope. Like they'd get out jump ropes and stuff and everybody would just jump rope. These kids jump rope for like 45 minutes. Oh, they would Jesus do tricks Christ. and stuff. Was it the, was it like normal yo- uh, jump ropes or was it the one with like the, the plastic oh, no, the plastic tubes? ones, those ones suck. Yeah, I know. Those they were don't. The they were they like red and white? Yeah, just or like blue and white. <laughs> Very patriotic. Um, but. I totally remember the jump rope people. And uh, Dare. Dare, yes. Um, other people came to Tell your, us about Dare. <laughs> yeah, Dare was the anti-drug campaign. I dare campaign. you to try this drug. <laughs> um, didn't it have the lion? Uh, some God, lion yeah, associated kinda, with it or something? Um, but I actually... When I was in middle school, there was a program called 4-H... And it wasn't the farm one. It was like an anti-drug one. And I actually is that like heroin or did it stand for something? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. It was like like I don't know. 4-H club. Um, I'm pretty sure it was called 4-H, but not the farm one. But we used to go to other schools and talk about how drugs would like fuck up your brain and i think you went to other schools and talked to kids yeah i didn't like um smoking and like emphysema and like stuff like that and we would say like okay now try and breathe through this straw and i fucking hate i hated that my parents smoked cigarettes it like has followed me to adulthood i hated it so bad um but yeah i used to go kind of travel around and like give presentations about how drugs are bad. When was this? <laughs> I think it was in middle school. Wow. <laughs> to, to elementary school kids or other I, middle school kids? I can't remember. That's crazy. Because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I didn't dream that. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> could have dreamed it. Crazy how that works. You're like, I, I feel like I dreamed that. But My dreams are crazy. So yeah. That would be a weird dream to have. You're like, yeah, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I have memories of doing that anyways. That's that's pretty cool. And look at you now. I only do some drugs. <laughs> but this I didn't is a start parenting until mid twenties. This is a parenting show. She was afraid of drugs for so long. Yeah. My uh, parents approve drugs now that we're older. Yeah. Be responsible. <laughs> know the drugs you're doing. <laughs> um yeah, that's probably not a good call. No. All right, so let's move into the parent test. Parent test. Okay, so um, today was episode five. We are on our last set of parents. Last set of parents. Up in the front row. So these parents now are helicopter. Helicopter. Disciplined. Mm -hmm. Child-led. Child-led. And traditional. So on... Helicopter, you've got a black couple, mm-hmm. and they got like six kids, six kids all, all under, seven. under seven, which is crazy. Uh, you got disciplined, which is a single mom mm-hmm. who's not really the mom; she was the aunt, and the, the dad died of her drugs. brother died of drugs. Mm-hmm. 
She's got a crazy upbringing, but uh, she's got like a 13-year-old? Yep. Sorry, 13. 13-year-old. And then you said you got traditional, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, they deeply value their... They're... They're um, Jewish. Yeah, they're from Iran. Iran and they're Jewish. Yep. Israel. Mm. No, the New Age is from Iran. That's right. They are... Israeli? Israeli. One of those... Jerusalem. Yeah. Sorry if we get that wrong. But they're from over there. So yep. they've got like four girls. Yep, four girls. Four grown girls. They're that like are teenagers. Like, yeah, teenagers. 16 to 11 or something like that. I don't think even that young. Yeah. And then child-led, which is an Asian couple. Mm-hmm. And they have... Two daughters. Two daughters. One's 13. The other one's like nine or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Six, something like that. So. Yeah, so the, the first... Uh, test was it's uh, called sex talk or it's called I don't know something about how's this work Um, so basically what they did is they dropped off posters of a man and a woman and they had labels of the body parts and they asked the children to place the labels of the body parts in their appropriate places Um, it was this test wasn't necessarily about whether the kids knew the terms um, because obviously some of these are you know, depending on their age, they might not know about certain, you know, what testicles are or a uterus or something like that. They gave weenus. Weenus was a name. I don't How even know. People? Your elbow is your oh. weenus. Oh, yeah. yeah we and used to like, joke about that as kids all the time. Weenus. Yeah. Look at that. I can almost lick my weenus. <laughs> Guess Sounds you weren't a boy growing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, so this test was more of like how parents handled difficult conversations that they don't want to have but it's it's was about building trust so the kids can talk to you about uncomfortable things and how the parents are reacting to being in those uncomfortable situations um during the helicopter one which is the very first one the daughters were eight and seven that they had doing this and um, the, at that point, the mom had to explain what a period was and it really brought up a lot of debate amongst the families after their clip was shown about what's an appropriate age to talk about puberty. And if you're a woman, when you're going to start your period. Um, so that, that was kind of like a big topic on there. That would be I, an interesting one to ask the Yeah. And that's, listeners. that's what I said earlier when I wanted to ask a question about the parent test. What age do you think it's appropriate to talk about? Not necessarily sex, because obviously an eight-year-old doesn't need to know about sex. But as far as like, hey, this is a vagina and this is a penis. And, you know, just not making it weird at all. Just saying, hey, this is the name of your body part. You keep this private to yourself. Don't let anyone touch it. And they also said that you should call it those names. Yes, do not. They the, The psychologist on there recommends do not make nicknames for genitalia because it you it it needs to be like a global not a global thing but just like a very common thing of like not to make it a game about it you can make Mm -hmm. it age appropriate but as far as like knowing the actual name so see you know if you can just say like don't touch my vagina or something you know along that sake it's very to the point you know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really talk. They didn't talk about like that instance per se, yeah. but that was something that I was taught. Like, I don't know. Um, but uh, another topic of like, what's an appropriate age to t- like tell a woman about periods? I don't necessarily remember that, but I got mine at 13. I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And mm, I don't, I honestly don't of- know defer to you on that one being the mother and yeah. the, the woman it'd be like well you know yeah uh, What's i'm not going to tell her anything that she probably doesn't already know yeah. it happens and once a month and yeah, i feel like 10 maybe or 11 because some girls get it yeah some girls can get it early just yeah. kind of like letting them aware and not to be you know embarrassed if it does happen while you're at school because mine happened at school um, okay, anyways, the other family was the disciplined family. The daughter was 13, so of course she knew all of those things. They have a very open relationship and can talk about basically everything, so they did really good on that one. Mm-hmm. 
the child-led group, their daughter's 13, didn't know what a uterus was. They didn't know what a lot They didn't know what anything were. was. I think they knew the youngest daughter knew where the testicles were because she learned it in school. Besides that, they had fucking no idea. They didn't. I don't even think they knew what a vagina was. They didn't know what a vulva was. They didn't know where the pe like anything. And she was like, "We're a child led. They haven't come to us for that conversation." And everyone was just talking shit. All the parents were like, "Well, fuck. They need to. She's thirteen. She needs to know her yeah. body parts." <laughs> and how awkward of a conversation is it going to be for your kids to have to come and ask you, "Hey, what is this? Like, how many kids do that?" Yeah, it's probably not that common. No. Um. And the traditional family, the daughters were so embarrassed to, they knew everything, but they were just so embarrassed to like say it out loud. And the mom's like, there's nothing weird about this. I don't know why, like, you're so embarrassed. And that's weird because they, one, because they were on TV, that might have been somewhat embarrassing. Yeah. Or the other thing, like that Asian family said, was maybe the things that they know about it, they didn't learn from their parents because the parents said, we talk openly about this stuff. Mm -hmm. They know what it is. And especially they should because those girls were older. And yeah. Were probably at the age where you were having sex. Yeah. But again, like it could have been one or two things. You're on TV or. And you're just giddy because I probably would have been the same thing. Like, yeah, no, I mean, ask me that. 15, 16 year old girl. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. They were very laughy about it. Yeah. Um, but they all did fairly good. Um, Except the. The child. The child. They didn't do well. But the parents all. were like, is that where you think it is? You know, like they weren't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to judge that. And then, so the other test that they did on this episode was uh, snake handling. And it was about how to uh, emotionally regulate um, your fear. So like the first group of families, they did the high dive jump. This mm -hmm. was this parent's version of that is to hold a snake. Um they all, all of the kids did it. The parents walked them through it. All the kids were scared except the disciplined, uh, yeah, the girl, the 13 year old girl she of the like, oh, single mind. She was like, Oh wow, this is a cool snake. It's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have any problems, but all the other kids were scared and their parents had to like coach oh, them in. Oh, do it and, with you. Yeah. And hey, you want me to see, you want to see me do it first? Like, it's going to be okay. I would never make you do anything that would I wouldn't you. do. Yeah, yeah, that would hurt you, put you in any sort of danger. Um, and all the kids ended up doing it. Yeah. And, you know. and I think that's awesome. And that was kind of a big thing that some of the parents talked about is even if they're afraid of something, they don't want that fear to rub off on their children. So they want to show them like, hey, just because this is something new and you don't know that much about it, just because I'm afraid doesn't mean that you need to be afraid. Let's do it together. So awesome. I know you are all wondering the big question, and that is once we have a kid, is Amanda going to be able to jump off of high things with the kid to show <laughs> them that just because I'm scared, you don't have to be scared? That's a tough one. They, that's what they have you for. Like, Mom, why don't you do it? Because I'm scared. But Mom, can I just see you do it? Because if you can't do it, I can't do it because I'm scared too. You're like, hmm. Okay, I know. That's why when we were at the cenote, I was like, I'm failing the parent test right now because I can't fucking jump. I was trying I'm to afraid. coach you up. I was like, I it's, okay. it's okay. I'm just going to throw you <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, no, I failed, man. This, I couldn't do it. I don't have anything like that that I'm that afraid of. But... The combination of heights and the water in my ears is just a double whammy okay, for me. You really don't like water in your ears. No, I really don't. Anyways, well, anything else? I don't think so. Our week's been just pretty solid, and that those last tests of the parent tests were so. Yeah. Well, I know we got some good episodes on the parent test coming up. Yes. So. Stay tuned. We'll see if this is a good song that Next I'm about to play. Next week's episode will spark a lot of conversation. Which is perfect because it's episode 20. We're just okay. about to hit that hour mark. It's been real, y'all. Time <sighs> to make dinner. Oh, yeah. Time to make dinner. Great job, baby. Love you. Love you, too. We 
We up out of here. That ass. No sabía ni mentir, no, te amarro si te veo suelta una vez más, en los mares de tu cuerpo yo quiero navegar, quita el seguro de la puerta por si quieres entrar, la herida de aquel cabrón yo te lo